Hello and welcome to the All Access Book Club. It's October! Yes! That means autumn is really going to start getting going. In fact, today it is quite cold. I've got the fire on. I'm so excited. It also means that it is going to be Halloween at the end of the month, which is also a great time of year, particularly when it's followed by bonfire night, which is like one of my ultimate favourite things in the world. I love fireworks. So because of Halloween, I had never really read horror books. So I thought I would give it a go. So I went to Waterstones. I wanted some creepy purchases and I am a bit of a wimp. So I really did want to challenge myself. So I searched through some of the classics and some of the new scary reads and I picked up The Silent Companions by Laura Purchill, which is what we're going to discuss today. The synopsis for this sounded intriguing. And although this is a modern read, it's done in that Victorian style, which is kind of like a classic era for horror and gothic writing. Although I did research this and apparently like gothic writing was dying out in the Victorian era. But you find so many books like The Woman in Black, which are set in these times. Maybe it's the fog, maybe it was the gaslighting and everything from that era, but it really is a great setting for horror. So the author is Laura Purchill, um, Purcell, Purcell or Purchill? I think it's Purcell. Um, and it is by Raven Books. It's published by Raven Books. And the synopsis they give, I have stopped writing my own synopsis because I'm terrible at it. But I've cut down their synopsis to this. Newly married, newly widowed Elsie is sent to see out her pregnancy at her late husband's crumbling country estate, The Bridge. Inside her new home lies a mysterious wooden figure, a silent companion, that bears an unsettling resemblance to Elsie herself. So I'm going to start with what I liked best about the book. Always start with the positives. I loved the feminist undertones in this book. The moments of extreme sexism in this book is just exasperating, but not untrue to the era or overplayed. It was infuriating to hear men refuse to do business with a woman or the scandal because a man who has died has left everything to his wife instead of to a man. It, it was really, really frustrating. And I think she captured the era really well. And these moments serve as a stark reminder that we have come a really long way and yet not far enough that we can't relate to women in the workplace having issues. So I think it was a really well-timed book. It showed to us a, a bygone era that luckily we are well out of, but at the same time, it's still slightly there. It is, it's still slightly there. We are still fighting over the gender pay gap and things like that. So I thought that was a really nice touch to the book. The thing I liked least about the book was... Well, the synopsis on the back was really misleading. In, in the synopsis, I don't really want to give too much away, but in the synopsis, they say that the statue looks like her. And they do mention it a lot in the plot, like, you know, the, the statue resembles her as a child. But it isn't actually relevant to the story, not that I picked up anyway. It seems such a strange thing to be in the synopsis. It seemed like she wanted it to be part of the plot, but in the end, the plot kind of got away from it. 
and it wasn't really explained very well. I also had a problem with a few of the logistical questions at the end. I know it's horror and I know it's like a, a fantasy and made up, but there were little things that I found annoying and I don't want to give too much away, but there's more than one companion in the house. That's why it's called the Silent Companions. And it doesn't really flow. It, it, some of the companions resemble other people, but it wouldn't make sense. I know that sounds really hard to explain, but it, it, it irritated me slightly that some of the companions became some people that weren't relevant to the house. For me, I had loads of unanswered questions. And although it was a really good read, it felt incomplete or not really thoroughly thought through plot-wise. So I was a little disappointed. I wouldn't give it, you know, more than, say, three and a half stars. I couldn't say it was a three star. It wasn't like when I read The Anchor for Christie um, last month and I thought... Oh, God, that was boring. I read through it. It was, you know, gripping read. I found it quite scary. But having so many questions at the end put me off it, if I'm honest. In terms of how I felt reading it, I was very scared quite a lot of the time. I couldn't read the book at night in the dark. Whenever it went dark, I was like, nope. Uh, and in respect to that, I actually started reading the J.K. Rowling library books, you know, the ones that are Fantastic Beasts, Quidditch Through the Ages, and Beedle in the Bard, I think is the other one. And I had to leave the bathroom light on, and uh, <laughs> I had to have my little tiny... I've got like a loomy clock, which I sort of lit up very slightly, not that it would disturb my husband, but that's how I slept soundly reading that book. So in terms of it actually as a read, it did exactly what it was supposed to do, which was to scare me a little bit. So that was really pleasing. So I think this would actually be a really good film. If they could just clear up the plot very slightly, I think this would be a great film. Elsie I would have played by Jodie Comer. She was in Killing Eve recently, which was fantastic. I may even mention that in the last episode. I loved Killing Eve. That was amazing. And it's actually adapted from a book, so I wouldn't mind reading that book. And she was in Dr. Foster. She played such different characters in Dr. Foster and Killing Eve. I actually think that she could pretty much do anything. Obviously, you can see I'm a massive fan of this girl. She's also very beautiful. And Elsie, the character, is supposed to be quite beautiful. So, yes, I think she'd be perfect. In terms of her brother, Jolyon, I think that's how you say it, Jolyon, Jolyon. I'd have George McKay. He actually looks like he could be Jodie Comey's brother. And he is amazing in the film Pride. I, I don't know if you've seen that. I've crubbed my blinking eyes out in that film. He was great. He also has this really classic look to his face. And I think he could get into that classic drama, Victorian era style things, you know, period pieces. I think he would be great in. And Sarah, I would have by one of my big, big faves, Romola Gari. She was in Atonement and I loved it in that. I've seen her in quite a few other things and to the life of me none of the names can come to my head right this second which is annoying but she has played everything under the sun. She can be strong, she can be soft, um, she can be wild-eyed and all of this is perfect for Sarah. Sarah is a very soft and sometimes naive character but she is also quite strong in her conviction she 
has not had the easiest of lives. And I really think that Romulo Gari could portray that. The film would resemble something like The Others with Nicole Kidman. That film is quite scary, set in the Victorian era. Again! So I think that is the style you want. Lots of fog, lots of like dead plants, lots of creepy servants. The servants can be a little creepy in this as well. Compared with other books, I have to admit, after reading 13 last week, which is an entirely different genre, a entirely different way of writing, I was a little disappointed. 13 had that far-fetchedness to it, but you weren't questioning anything. All ends were tied up. Everything flowed really well. And I felt with this book, it didn't quite do that. I was a little disappointed. I had questions at the end and was confused about some of the plot. Again, I can't really say exactly which bits really threw me because that would give away some of the story and I don't want to do any spoilers. It is also my first horror, really, so I haven't really got much to compare it to, but I hope to cram in another by the end of the month or even around Christmas. Why do ghost stories and Christmas go well together? In Christmas Carol, there's ghosts and, and apparitions and stuff, and that goes really well with Christmas. At the beginning of The Woman in Black, they're telling ghost stories around the fire, which seems to be a tradition. I don't know, something about Christmas and ghosts. And Victorian eras, very strange. The author has just released another book called The Corset, which has the most stunning cover. In fact, The Sonic Companion has a really quite beautiful cover as well. And I am intrigued, as this was a fast-paced read, it did do the job, it did scare me, but I wonder if I can find similar out there. I'm not sure. Anyway, if you have read this book please 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 come and talk to me about it i don't know if you agreed with me maybe i've missed something in the plot or i've misread something did it bring out the same feelings for you were you scared who would be your perfect cast i'd love to hear that as well do you think it'd be a great film and remember when you're if you're writing in the comments which so far no one has <laughs> i might just be sending all of this out into the ether I don't know but remember not to put any spoilers as well if you haven't read this book and you want something that is going to scare you go ahead this I'm I'm not saying this is a bad book I'm saying that I'm not entirely sure about the plot anyway thank you so much for listening and have a great October